From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego with your latest news. Officials with the Public Health Department say whilst the number of detected COVID-19 cases has decreased, a reduction in transmission is not necessarily reflected by other data indicators. In its weekly Public Health Spotlight, Epidemiological Week 30, officials report globally. The reported number of cases decreased during the last week by 9% compared to the week prior. This may indicate a plateau of the recent rise in cases. However, this may also be attributable to the fact many countries have changed the testing strategy recently. Similar to recent weeks, local data shows a continuing decline in cases detected and in the number of tests conducted. The number of cases detected fell from 323 to 310 cases, with the case rate declining by 4% to 447 cases per 100,000 population from 466 cases. The number of PCR tests conducted decreased by 16% from 724 to 610 tests and the test positivity increased by 11% to be 50% for the past epidemiological week. Public Health says eight new hospital admissions were registered during Epi Week 30, one less than the previous week. Of the eight new admissions, three were admitted due to the COVID-19 morbidity, and five were detected on screening. A total of 11 patients required inpatient treatment, a decrease from 15 patients in the previous week. An investigation is underway into the death of a canine with the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service. Radio Cayman's April Cummings reports. The Office of the Ombudsman is providing oversight and the Department of Agriculture investigating the death of Baron, a Belgian shepherd who died in early July at the Georgetown Police Station Kennels. Police issued a short statement today which said the RCIPS is aware of public commentary regarding the death of canine Baron noting the matter was referred to the Animal Welfare and Control Unit for independent investigation. Once that investigation is complete, a file will be submitted to the Director of Public Prosecutions. Because this is an active investigation, police say no further comment will be made on the matter at this time. The Office of the Ombudsman, meantime, says it was notified by police and opened an own motion investigation under the Police Complaints by the Public Act. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. Eden Rock's dive site is hit with extensive coral damage after several chunks of coral were torn from the reef, appeared to be caused by a large ship grounding. As Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin reports, an investigation is underway. The Department of Environment's Marine Unit responded to a court incident of extensive coral damage at Eden Rock Dive Site in Georgetown last week. The incident was reported to the DOE by a member of the public. DOE's Senior Research Officer Croy McCoy explains upon investigation, several chunks of coral were torn from the reef, which appeared to be caused by a large ship grounding. The DOE responded by uprighting the damaged corals and is in the process of reattaching them to the reef to ensure further damage would not occur to them. Corals are living animals that will die if left upside down and detached from the reef. They get over 80% of their energy budget from microscopic plants called zooxanthellae that live within them in a symbiotic relationship, meaning they both benefit. The zooxanthellae photosynthesize as plants do above water, meaning they need sunlight to do so. Some species of hard coral grow as little as three to five millimeters per year, with one centimeter being at best. That said, it takes decades for corals to recover from an accident like this if they do recover. This is mainly due to their structures being crushed or broken. Dr. McCoy says damaging or even touching corals is illegal and is reminding the public that corals have been protected since 1978. They are a natural asset to protect our coastline from storms and erosion. 
They provide jobs for the local communities and they offer opportunities for recreational activity that we all enjoy, including the tourism industry, which is one of the main pillars of the Cayman economy. DOE officials say the event in question is under investigation. But unfortunately, in this incident, no one spotted the boat at the time, so they have no witnesses and no one to prosecute. Everyone should think carefully when anchoring a boat or maneuvering near a coral reef that does not come in contact with it. That damage done can be so severe that recovery, if any, can take several lifetimes. The majority of coral structures are hundreds if not thousands of years old, and these beautiful structures can be destroyed in minutes by a careless boat captain. We all have a civic and moral responsibility to protect our coral reefs and demonstrate good environmental stewardship towards them. The DOE says the incident is, quote, disheartening, occurring in the middle of preparations for the inaugural Coral Fest, a four-day conference of coral scientists and members from working groups on coral conservation in the overseas territories arriving in Cayman next week. Coral Fest is being hosted in conjunction with an international stony coral tissue loss disease workshop being held on August 9th through the 12th at the Westin. Attendees are expected to meet with Cayman's SCTLD response team members and also learn more about corals from international marine scientists and experts from across the UK overseas territories. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Meanwhile, researchers at the Central Caribbean Marine Institute have been in the field this week in support of Women in Ocean Science Award scholar Sarah Jenny Wolfson's research. The group is working to map, tag, and collect samples from healthy colonies of seven different coral species that have different levels of susceptibility to stony coral tissue loss disease. CCMI's Robin Larkin. This project complements work being undertaken by the Cayman Islands Department of Environment and looks at the bacterial origins of stony coral tissue loss disease. The research team also conducted coral and fish surveys to set a baseline for pre-disease communities to assess changes in the event that a stony coral tissue loss disease outbreak does occur on Little Cayman. They also collected mucus samples of the coral microbiome to be cultured to identify biota that could be used in Cayman specific coral probiotics in the future. Cayman's eastern districts have taken up more agriculture and fishing activities in 2021. That according to the 2021 Agriculture, Fishing, Activity and Food Security Census Report by the Economics and Statistics Office. More from Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins. It was one of the newer categories included in the latest census. Government saw fit to take a better look at household engagement in agriculture and fishing after the COVID-19 pandemic saw the islands come under tough constraints with food supply from abroad. The preservation of agri-food system helps to ensure food security, nutrition and people livelihood. The 12 months preceding the 2021 census showed that 18.7% of households embraced agriculture and fishing activities. The Sister Islands agriculture and fishing activities were the highest amongst the district, with 41.9% household engagement. Minister for Finance and Economic Development Deputy Premier Honorable Christopher Saunders says Bottentown, East End and North Side households' engagement in agriculture and fishing ranged between 27% and 30%. While Georgetown with 30.1% and West Bay with 18.2% were the overall, were the lowest. Overall, most households were engaged in, in only agriculture activities, 47.8%, followed by only fishing with 36.8%. Another factor added to the census was food insecurity, meaning a household's inability to have proper food intake or disruption to eating patterns due to a lack of funds, was another aspect looked at by the government. 
Food security in the Cayman Islands was 2.2% or 652 households. In response to the question, was there ever no food to eat of any kind for any member of this household due to lack of resources to get food for at least one day in the past four weeks? 652 households answered yes, and another 673 did not respond. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Minister Saunders added that all information gathered through the census will serve as the foundation for evidence-based policy at the government level and will be essential to decision-making at every level of society. And finally, the news. As part of a checkup on Cayman's school meals program, a team of officials head to the University College of the Cayman Islands. More from CIGDB's Donna Bush. A team of Cayman Islands government and education officials led by the Minister for Education, the Honorable Minister Juliana O'Connor Connolly, toured the canteen facility at the University College of the Cayman Islands last week. The tour was part of the Ministry of Education's ongoing efforts to ensure that all students enrolled in Cayman Islands government schools have access to tasty, nutritious meals under its public school meals program. Now, the first phase of the program started in primary schools and the Lighthouse School back in August of 2021. In its second phase, the program was expanded to include high school students. When the ministry started the second phase of the public school meals program, the infrastructure was not in place, a press release says, to immediately include dual entry students. Now, currently, those attending St. Ignatius Catholic School are included, and the aim is to now include those at Cayman Prep and the University College. Minister O'Connor Connolly was joined by other ministers, senior education officials, senior civil servants, and UCCI representatives on that tour. That is CITV's Donna Bush. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm Shanda Gallego.